welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. Easter is an exciting time. This is when we come and we celebrate the risen Savior. Jesus is alive, the tomb is empty, and there is no better Sunday than today to celebrate that. And that, today what we're going to be looking at in our scriptures is what Sullivan there read about how Mary Magdalene, how she came and she was the first one there and when there were some other Marys as well to witness the risen Savior. And that's what we come to remember this morning for that. Remembering that the tomb is empty, Jesus is alive and that changes our life. So before we read... Before we read the passage in John chapter 20, I want to give you some background, two background verses that you don't need to turn there. We'll have it up on the screen so that you'll know about this lady named Mary Magdalene. Her background is important because in many ways, her background is similar to ours. It says here regarding her in Mark 16, 9, we're not turning there, early on the first day of the week, after he had risen, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. The Bibles and the Gospel accounts, all four, speak about the women who came to the tomb first. Then they went and reported to Peter and John, and then they also came later. But initially, the very first witnesses of the risen Savior were Mary Magdalene, a lady named Joanna, Salome, another lady named Mary. And they came, and they were bringing spices. They wanted to honor Jesus. And of course, they show up, and the stone had been rolled away, and Christ had risen with that. But what's powerful about Mary Magdalene, don't miss that phrase, she had been driven, had received a healing of seven demons. So then flip over here, I'll flip over your, my Bible here, to Luke chapter 8. More background information on her. It's talking about people who were following Jesus. In Luke chapter 8, early in his ministry, it says he was going around preaching and teaching the good news. And I tell you, that's, that's our message as Christians. We have good news. What separates our faith? And Easter is so important because what occurred at Easter is the bedrock, the foundation for what we are as believers. What separates us from all the other religions, Islam, Hinduism, whatever New Age beliefs, most popular belief out there, what separates us from them is the resurrection. Jesus is alive. We cannot go to Jerusalem and see Jesus' body. He's in heaven right now. We are proud to be followers of Jesus because of this event that occurred. We come here this morning on a Sunday morning. In fact, actually, every time we come on Sunday, we're remembering the resurrection because we worship on Sunday as Christians because of the resurrection. Christ is alive. But this lady here, Mary Magdalene, 
It says in Luke 8, 2, and also, these are followers, some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. Mary called Magdalene, whom seven demons had come out of her. So we see this lady, she followed Jesus because he delivered her from the demonic. I know y'all might not be able to see me, especially the in the back, but I have, a, I have stitches up my head. I was walking around talking to people this, this morning, and a wonderful person told me, he says, Pastor, it looks like you've taken the mark of the beast. I said, happy Easter. That's, but I share this because this lady here, she was, she had de- demonic spirits in her. And Jesus has power and authority over the demonic, over Satan. The empty tomb defeated the devil. The empty tomb gives us new life. This woman never, listen to this folks, she never got over her salvation experience. When you are saved, you are delivered. There is deliverance ministry in salvation. Listen, lost people, people who do not know Jesus, they identify with Mary Magdalene. They're just lost. They don't know the Lord. Yesterday morning, Keith Heisel gave our men's prayer breakfast devotion. He says his wife and this church prayed for him for seven years. He was just lost. Just going about his whatever he wanted to do. Wasn't anything wicked. It's just living, living life. But he needed the Lord. And that's our Easter message. That's the deliverance message of Jesus. So, okay, flip over here in your Bibles. John chapter 20, verse 1. This is the resurrection story. This is what happened with Mary Magdalene. The lady that was saved three years earlier was the first one at the tomb. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple. The other disciple is John. The one Jesus loved. You can just tell since John wrote that, he wrote that about himself. The one Jesus, me, John, who Jesus loved. And said to them, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb. And we don't know where they've put him. So Mary Magdalene does not know what's going on. All she knows is the tomb is empty. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out, heading to the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Why John felt he needed to include that I'm a faster runner than Peter? Because he's writing his own letter. He wants you to know, I'm faster than Peter. He might be the leader of the disciples, but he can't beat me in a race. That was most important to John. His priorities are right there. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then following him, Peter, eventually old Peter finally called up to him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. So John, he was He's a faster runner, but when you get there first, you're a little hesitant before you run the tomb. Peter just 
busts right on in and just comes right on up and runs in the tomb. And of course, there's nothing there. Jesus is gone. It says here, the wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple who had reached the tomb first then also went in and saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the Scriptures that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciple returned to the place where they are saying, so there's just confusion going on. They show up and Jesus is gone. And they don't know what, they don't know what had happened at this point. They are probably thinking, Okay, someone stole the body. But what didn't add up was the linen cloths were folded up. If someone breaks into your home and they steal uh, stuff from your house, they don't fold up and make a nice little pile. They just go in there and grab what they want and go, smash and grab. They want to get out as soon as possible. So a grave robber would just steal the body and hit the road, not fold up the clothes. Jesus... First thing he did, he, he's resurrected. Folks, he made his bed. Literally, that's what the Bible says. He starts folding up the linen cloth and said, we'll put this back nicely because he knew he didn't want to give any signs that a grave robber came in. This was planned. Resurrection occurred and he's not, nicely and neatly yeah, leaves, leaves the tomb. So look what happens now. Last section here. But Mary stood outside the tomb. She didn't go in. The disciples, they're confused, so they now leave. So she's alone. And she had been delivered of Jesus. Peter hadn't seen Jesus since he had denied him three times. He's totally been missing in action. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she was crying... She stooped to look into the tomb. So she kind of wandered up there, out of curiosity, thinking, this is a graveyard, by the way, what we're talking about. I guess I'll go take a look in the tomb. Everybody's gone. We're alone. I want to see this for myself. She saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken away my Lord. She's obviously distraught and she doesn't realize she's talking to angels. Because they've taken away my Lord. And I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, why are you crying? Who is it you're seeking? Look at those questions right there. Why are you crying? Who is it you're seeking? Those questions are for us this morning. Why do you come with a broken heart to church? Why do you come here this morning on Easter with the Resurrection Sunday, the tomb is empty, with a burden, with worry, with doubt? You've brought something with you to church and Jesus is saying, why did you bring this? There's no place for this. There's no reason to cry and be saddened because the tomb is empty. Jesus walked up. So we've got two angels here. One at the head, one at the feet. 
Mary's there crying. She's very emotional, somewhat probably confused. But then not only that, we see Jesus has walked up to the tomb and he's asking her the same question. Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you put him and I will take him away. Because she came there to anoint him with, with spices. And all of a sudden, she's confused. She's upset. She's talking to the gardener, she believes. And then look what Jesus does. This is a reminder of the healing that occurred three years earlier. Remember Mary Magdalene. Mary had seven demons. The Bible doesn't give us any more details about what those demons were. But apparently she struggled with an unrepentant heart. And she struggled with evil spirits in her life. And she met Christ. And they're gone. And now she's realizing the man who delivered me, he's been stolen in her mind. And look what he says in verse 16. Jesus said to her, Mary. He calls her by name. He said, Mary. And listen, he calls you by name this morning. God brings us here on Easter worship, Easter Sunday, and He calls us by name. If He can save Mary, delivered of seven evil spirits, first one at the tomb, very confused, very devout, all the way through Jesus' ministry, all the way to the end, He does it for us. Turning around, she said to Him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher, don't cling to me, Jesus told her, since I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father, and to your Father, and to my God, and your God. That's our God that we serve. My God and your God. Jesus is God saying this. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. That's our announcement today. And she told them what he has said to her. That is our message for us this morning. I have seen the Lord. Getting saved is something. Getting delivered. Getting a transformation in your life. From your old life to meeting Christ, to your new life, is what salvation is. Our two questions for us this morning. Are you still what you used to be? And are you still what you used to do? Are you still what you used to be? And are you still what you used to do? Because if you answer those questions, yes, something is wrong. If you're still... Uh, the old person. If you still practice and do the things you used to do. Listen, Mary Magdalene, she would never want to go back to who she used to be and what she used to did. She was involved in witchcraft. 
She was involved in prostitution. She was involved in demonic worship. She knew about the power of the devil. It had a grip on her. And Jesus delivered her of that. And that is what we do this morning for Easter. If you say yes, you need to come to Christ at this Resurrection Sunday and say, Lord, I want to be transformed. I don't want to ever get over my salvation. I want to come to the empty tomb wanting You to appear to me, wanting You to call my name and say, Mary, Daniel, Sherry, Dom. That's the Gospel call that the Lord speaks to you. What's so powerful about this, this is the message that we constantly tell people. Do you have grandkids that don't want to go to church? You don't want to tell them about what church used to be like. You don't want to give them a faith of what it used to be like. You want to give them a Jesus and a faith what it is now. Jesus is alive. He's been resurrected. Church isn't something for folks in dinosaur land. This Jesus is alive. He is just as much alive as He is right now with Mary Magdalene as He is when you got saved many, possibly many years ago. The power of the Gospel has never changed. Well, you know what's changed? It's changed is many times our attitude living casually for Jesus. You, you can't take a casual approach. Christ deserves more than that. We don't tell folks what it used to be like. Our message, when she went out and she told everybody, I have seen the Lord. That's present tense. Listen, I just saw the man. It wasn't something years ago. It's something that happened now. And Christ is speaking and calling your name now and today. How exciting is it to be here this morning? Because we believe the tomb is empty. Because that tomb is empty. And we have faith the tomb is empty. There's, there's proof the tomb is empty. You go to Jerusalem, you can't find Jesus' body. The greatest religious leader of all time. No one knows where he's buried because he's not buried. He's alive with Jesus and with his Father. Listen, do you know what you need this morning? We, you need a deliverance from casual, regular living that takes what Jesus has done in your life and made it common. Folks, our message, our testimony is one that we can proudly say, Jesus Christ has redeemed me, He has saved me, He has answered and heard my prayer. And from this day on, I'm going to live. You should live. You should say this, Lord, I'm going to live because the tomb is empty. You're alive. We no longer see a crown of thorns. We no longer focus on the cross. Jesus died on the cross. He forgave us of our sins. He is buried. Those sins have been buried. That's the old Daniel. That's your old life. You live for the Lord. You are now His. When you've seen the Lord, everything changes for you. And that second question Jesus asked, 
if we want to answer it this morning, what are you seeking? That's what he said. Jesus first goes and says, why are you crying? Mary, why have you brought this burden here? Why are you bringing a heavy heart? Folks, do you, do you know, are you broken over somebody? Children, grandkids, your family, your finances, your marriage, your health? Jesus looks at you and goes, why are you crying? Why do you have this anxiety? You just lay it at the foot of the cross. If, if Jesus can conquer death, He can handle any of your problems. Anything. He can answer any prayer. And then He looks at Mary and says, what are you seeking? That means we want something. Do you know what we want? We want, you come here this morning and you want to feel the power and the presence of God in your life. That's what you want. You've come here because you want to receive a touch from the Lord. You want, you want just like Mary, for Jesus to call out your name. When He said, Mary, her eyes were opened and we saw the Lord. It's no accident God has brought you this, here this morning. The Lord is, knows you're seeking. And He has His answer. And all His answer was to Mary. He didn't answer the question. He just calls her by name. The answer of what we're seeking is we're seeking Jesus. And He's right there. He says, here I am. There's no reason to cry. I'm right here. There's no reason to look for anything or anyone else. Because Mary, I'm right here. You thought death was going to keep me in the grave. But the power of sin, the power of death, has no grip on God. The resurrection defeated the devil. Listen, this next year could possibly be the, the last year on earth. Nuclear war, the second coming of Christ. We have no clue what's ahead for this next year. But do you know we cling this next year. It's Easter, it's spring, it's a time of new beginnings. We cling because the tomb is empty and the, we experience with Christ, when you are saved, you experience with Jesus His resurrection. You will go to heaven because the tomb is empty. Death is not the final say. Now, I mentioned about going to heaven. When you come to an Easter worship service, it's your pastor's duty and responsibility to teach you and to show to you how to go to heaven. And we go to heaven by confessing Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Yesterday, we were out here at an Easter egg hunt. We had a lot of eggs. But we also had Innocent Caddy. He comes to our second service. Innocent goes downtown. He preaches on Saturday mornings with his megaphone at the farmer's market. Then he came up here, and he asked me if he could preach his message. He had preached on that morning. I said, absolutely, Innocent. There's the microphone. Go right ahead. And this was his message. He preached to the people there. They had come here for Easter eggs. And Innocent in the microphone is saying, don't get all the eggs. 
and miss Jesus. You know, there's a danger with coming and thinking, I'm, I'm here for the eggs. I'm here for the candy. I'm here for the entertainment, whatever else you, you offer. But the real purpose of Easter is what Jesus answered Mary Magdalene. What are you seeking? And he just says, I know you. I'm going to call you by name. I'm not going to answer your question. Mary. She was seeking the presence of God. And the presence of God was standing right next to her. Literally. The resurrected. If you have never been saved, I want you to get saved this morning. Jesus calls you by name. You've come here seeking. Jesus comes here. He's in the saving business. We're seekers. He's the Savior. That's what Easter is all about. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. With every head bowed and every eye closed, we can call upon the name of the Lord, as the book of Romans tells us. And there's no better day than Easter to call upon the Lord. Mary called upon the Lord. She's called him Adonai, which means teacher. If you want to call upon the name of the Lord, if you want to get saved, if you want to be delivered this morning, just like Mary Magdalene was, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. I want you to pray along. God can read your heart. He knows everything. He is God. You can pray it out loud in the pew, or you can pray it to yourself. Dear God, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Lord, save me. You've called me by name. Lord, I'm yours. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for the resurrection. From this day on, this Easter, I'm yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to open your eyes. I want you to look up. The Bible says if you prayed that prayer, you were saved. That's what it means to seek Jesus. The, way, the best way to close the Easter worship service is to respond to the Lord. Mary responded to Jesus. It says she fell at his feet and she clung to him. She wouldn't let go. And we respond to Jesus by saying, Jesus, I publicly come to you. She went out and she went all about among Jerusalem and says, I have seen the Lord. When you walk this aisle this morning, you are saying, I have seen the Lord. Let's all stand together. Brother Herb, will you come join me up here at the front? I want to tell you, if you want to get saved, if you, if you got saved, or maybe you need to get saved, you didn't pray that prayer. You come forward, take my hand. You take Brother Herb's hand. Some of you need to make Broadway your church home. And Easter is a Sunday to do that. We proudly and boldly come to the Lord on Easter and say, Broadway is my church home. It's where I'm going to worship the Lord. It's where I'm going to seek the Lord. It's where I'm going to lay my burdens and bring my prayer.
prayers and my cries to the Lord. This is your time to join our church right now. Last Sunday, we had baptism. Maybe you didn't get baptized, but you need to get baptized. We're going to do baptism again next month. So you come forward and you make your decision and say, I have seen the Lord. David.